Hi everyone, I'm Ashley McManus, Director of Global Marketing at Affectiva. Welcome to Affectiva Asks, a human-centric AI podcast where each episode we will interview a thought leader doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little bit about us, Affectiva is the pioneer of Emotion AI, software that can detect nuanced human emotions, complex cognitive states, behaviors, activities, and interactions. And Affectiva is applying this technology to optimize brand content and media spend by measuring consumer emotional responses to videos, ads, and TV shows unobtrusively and at scale. Advertising has the ability to influence consumer behavior and can be instrumental in creating and reinforcing positive or negative stereotypes. The advertising industry plays an important role in leading change, and you don't have to be an activist brand to start positively representing people in ads. It's relevant for all brands. Today's episode features our CMO, Gabby Zeiderveld, Graham Page, Affectiva's Global Managing Director of Media Analytics, talking with Vera Sidlova, Global Brand Manager of Creative at Kantar, about some of the latest evidence about the power of inclusivity in advertising and how to get it right. Let's listen in on the conversation to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this live stream. Thanks for joining us. My name is Gabby Zeiderveld. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Affectiva. Uh, since many of you are probably seeing us on LinkedIn, you probably know a bit about us. But just for a quick recap, Affectiva is the pioneer in emotion AI. We started this new field of emotion sensing artificial intelligence software. Uh, we've been in market with commercial products for over a decade, and especially uh, we've been very active in the media analytics space where uh, large numbers of the world's biggest advertisers use our technology to understand how their target audiences are responding to their brand content, such as, for example, ads and video ads. And with the, the insight that we provide to them, it allows them to create much more relevant and much more targeted creatives. Um, in the, in the past few years, we've also expanded our technology to detect a lot more than just emotions. We can understand people's reactions to certain environments and certain contexts. We can understand people's activities, the objects they use. But more about that at another time. Uh, I'm super excited uh, to have a little chat here setting us up for a webinar we're doing next Thursday on the 27th with Vera Silova from Kantar and our very own Graham Page, who heads up our media analytics business unit. Uh, Vera, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is uh, Vera Shilova. I work at Kantar in the creative domain. And what we help do is um, help our clients develop great creative that will have a positive impact on their business. Um, and we do this by helping them find the right human insights, then base their creative off of them, and ultimately develop something that's going to make an impact on, on the audience and, and really drive the messages that they want to deliver and leave impressions um, lasting impressions on people. And I manage our creative solutions that help them do that. Excellent. And yeah, we're super excited to work with you, Vera, and your team. Uh, really interesting uh, content as we'll unpeel a little bit today. Graham, tell us a bit more about uh, Affectiva's Media Analytics and also the work we're doing with Cantor and, and about yourself, of course. Well, do. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Graham Page. So as, as Gabby said, I run the media analytics division here at Affectiva. Uh, so yeah, our, uh, as Gabby alluded to, our, our technology is used um, by many of the, the world's largest advertisers, uh, often through the partnerships that we have, including uh, a lot of them through Kantar. Uh, and they, they use the tech to you know, help optimize the, the, the content and the branded content that they uh, that they put out into, into the marketplace. So um, yeah, we, we, as I think many of you know, we, we our core technology 
measures people's emotional and cognitive reactions based on their facial expressions. So as part of the research that say that Kantar do, um, we are integrated with some of the creative development tools that they have. So as people watch ads, uh, for instance, uh, as part of those research projects, we can record their faces and understand from their facial expressions, you know, that kind of moment by moment response, which is obviously very powerful for, uh, for, for many advertisers to help understand really if they're getting the response that they want, you know, did they, did people engage with content and did they, um, did they respond in the way they wanted? So, uh, so that's kind of the work that we do. And, and it's, you know, we've done 50,000, 55,000, I think ads now around the world. So, you know, lots of data to draw upon and, and Kantar have a, a huge amount as well. So we're, we've, we've got some interesting stuff, I think, to say in the, uh, in the webinar. Uh, next week. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And when you think about the massive amount of data that we've accumulated over the years, right, and, and, and over 50,000 ads that's been tested, when, when you start digging into that, there really are some super interesting insights and, and combined with uh, the Kantar uh, work and the Kantar research expertise, um, we get to some cool stuff. Now, now, specifically on advertising, right? Advertising has had issues. Let's face it, a uh, lot, you know, lack of diversity, uh, often a much too stereotypical portrayal of people, um, lack of diversity and inclusivity. Um, it's an issue. And Kantar and Affective have done quite a bit of work on researching and analyzing what progressive portrayal in advertising really is, what it looks like, and, and the impact it has. We continue in our work together to uncover really interesting findings. And in prep for this, I've, I've been privileged to see a little bit of that, and it is actually quite cool. Uh, but, but there's quite a bit of incoming interest in this as well, right? The brands are really looking to make change and are, and are coming to Kantar and Effectiva for insights. So, Fiera, tell us a bit more about that and what you're seeing going on right now. Um, yeah, so obviously the, the topic is not new. Uh, a lot of our clients have been grappling with this for a while, but I get questions about how to get it right or how to progress with it further about once a week. So it's obviously a topic that's of a lot of interest to a lot of um, brands that are trying to figure out how to do it right. If they're speaking to the right people, if they've got the right people on board to create that kind of work. Um, and are asking us a lot of questions about how that all fits together and ultimately what the consumer viewpoint is on, on certain things coming from them. Um, and that's, I think, where, where we now come in. It's, it's coming up with new insights. It's less about, you know, should I do this or not, but the how. Like, how do I do this right? How do I do it in a way that's authentic to who I am as a brand and to the people I, I want to speak to? So it's really taking it to that next level and understanding in more depth um, how you take care of that in your in your communications and how you really address those issues. And if you've done, perhaps, you know, if you've done stereotyping in the past, how do you course correct? How do you authentically admit that you, you've done some wrong? And we'll be talking about all those things in the webinar as well. Yes, yeah, such interesting questions. And Graham, please chime in. Yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting, as you say, we've, we've I guess, talked about this, topic in the past but what as Vera was saying it's now becoming you know thankfully it's becoming an issue that the industry is really engaging with and you know and there's definitely I think a bit of a change in in uh you know the amount of exclusive inclusivity and and diversity that we see in the industry but you know it does mean that you know some brands are struggling with it and you know as they kind of grapple with the issues you know, it, you see some good cases you see some bad cases so what we've seen certainly in the last couple of years is is a, is a much 
you know, wider set of cases that we can draw upon. There are there's a lot more that we can learn about what works and what doesn't work as as brands seek to become more inclusive. So I think we've got some, you know, far a far wider set of cases to talk about, a far wider set of implications, and and we've begun to really see what's you know what does work. And and so yeah, we felt it was worth uh, sharing that information and 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 and, and doing something again that, that updates some of the things we've seen before. Excellent. That's great. So tell us a bit more. What's the, the basis of the work that's been done here? Like, what are, what are you drawing on? Uh, how do you derive and get to these insights? Very yeah, so we're, draw, we're drawing on a, on a number of sources here. One of them is our link database, where we store the results of all the ads we test. And Contar to date has tested over 200,000 ads. So that, that's a really large database to, to just understand creative effectiveness on. But for, for the past couple of years, we've been also tracking how those ads do on diversity, both in terms of who's in them, who's represented in the ads, uh, but also how those people, how, whether those ads are perceived as stereotypical or progressive by the viewers. So we've got a really good eye on who's, who's in the ads, you know, how often do we actually represent certain groups? But then how does that translate into how people see the ads? And ultimately, does that translate into the ads being better performing ads for the brand you know do it does it actually have any business impact so that's going to be one of the sources that we're going to look at another one is our creative effectiveness awards winners so Kantar awards uh the most most creative and effective um ads and this year's uh, as well as last year's actually have had some fantastic cases of inclusion done right so we're going to really look at those and how they um how they did it and what led them to success um, and we are obviously going to draw on our client experience here because we've helped a lot of clients um, on their journey to doing this right. So we're going to use those experiences and they've been guiding us in how we've how we've approached the content for the webinar. So that's that's part of what, what we're doing. But Graham, would you like to add what, what else we've done to make sure that we're presenting those, those deeper insights and adding more nuance to the conversation? Yep, happy to. So, uh, so again, like like Cantar, obviously, we have uh, a lot of data in common. Um, uh, a lot, obviously, our technology is used in, in many of the ads that um, uh, Vera was talking about. But, you know, so we do have that database of, in our case, 50,000 ads to draw upon to look at, you know, whether things like, you know, are ads that are more inclusive and, and feature more diverse casting, are they are they better or worse and what makes them better or worse uh, than, than average? So we, we've got a lot of that kind of data to draw upon. Um, there'll be case studies and, and lots of them. We'll talk about that more in a second, I'm sure. Um, but also between us, Affective and Kantar have done some specific testing um, in the build-up to this webinar to really look at some specific ads that uh, I think take different approaches to uh, inclusion. And so we'll be able to share some of the results of those and really kind of dive deeper on, on individual ads to say, okay, you know, look how this works or, or, or look how this doesn't work. So hopefully lots to say. Oh, excellent. And uh, I certainly look forward to the deep dive next week. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're doing that on Thursday, uh, May 27th. We're doing uh, two sessions of a webinar and uh, shortly the team here will also share the URL so everyone can register for that. But uh, uh, please give us a sneak peek. Uh, what what will you talk about? What What are some of your findings maybe even if you can give us a little insight there? Yeah, so we're going to... Um take a little bit of a trip down memory lane and look at what advertising used to do in the past and whether that's changed in terms of inclusion and diversity. So how have how has the industry evolved? Are we showing people different are we showing different people? Are we showing them in new ways? Has that progressed in any way? So that's going to be a little bit of what we're going to talk about. Another question is going to be if 
actually progressive portrayals are good for business. So what do we see um, are the differences between ads that are seen as unstereotyping by people versus those that maybe rely on those old tropes in, in portrayal. Um, and we're going to dedicate a large portion of the webinar to going in depth on some of the cases that Grant has mentioned. So how does it make people feel when we put these stories out there? What's the response? Um, you know, what are the different ways of getting it right? Is there only one way? Um, are there multiple? What are they? What if you, you know, if you're an activist brand that has committed resources to this, what, what are some of the paths for you? And what if you're not? What do you do if you, you know, maybe aren't a brand that has had a voice on that in the past? What are some ways for you to be inclusive and, and how do you how do you get there? So that's um, in short um, kind of what we're going to cover, but really delving deep into what works and why. Yeah. And I think actually, you know, what, what's struck us, I think, as we've you know written the content is, you know, just. You know, deep diving on some of the ads, showing the ads, you'll see a lot of actual content shown in the webinar, really kind of makes it come to life and really kind of makes you realize what is, you know, what is what is a good way of, of doing this and, and, and what works less well. So, yeah, well, there'll be plenty of plenty of, uh, of ads shown and, and, and deep dives into those ads to, to help really illustrate the, the findings and the points that we're making. Excellent. Fantastic. Now, of course, we're, we're not going to preempt this whole webinar here and, and share everything, but are there maybe a, a few snippets that you can share? And, and, and also in this research, was there anything that came out that might actually surprise people? Tell us a bit more, please. Hmm. So I think maybe I'll start with the surprising thing, but maybe something that we sometimes hear is a worry. You know, will I alienate people if I go uh, the IND route? Um, and obviously, I won't reveal the whole thing, but I would just say that there is less for less worry for clients than they're currently feeling on that front. And often that hate online is quite loud. But in reality, when you actually speak to an audience as broad as your consumers, uh, you might be surprised by just how small the number of people who actually actively voice this hate towards an ad would be. So that's something that I think was quite surprising. I mean, we often worry like about a certain part of the audience being really negative and maybe outwardly not progressive towards an ad and, and maybe that backfiring for a brand. Mm -hmm. But we've found in our research that 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 isn't um, maybe as big of a concern as, as many brands um, are feeling, especially if they're about to choose whether or to go on that journey or not. Um, another thing I would say with, with that is that while things are getting better, especially with many of the global players in, in advertising, the work is not done. And uh, when we were doing the research for this, I was actually surprised by a, a number of ads from, you know, as old as 2020 that were uh, deeply stereotypical from, from brands that were relatively uh, established in, in their respective markets. So while there are a lot of brands doing the work, really thinking about how to get it right, uh, we don't always get it right. So let, let's think yeah. about why that is and how we can make that better. And some of those were surprises um, that you wouldn't, or that I didn't certainly expect to see. Really interesting. I think from our perspective, some of the things that were that were, I think you know, maybe surprising is is actually how people respond in that kind of intuitive and, and emotional way to some of the, these ads. Uh, I think again, the, the, there may be a bit of a sense that some people might give a you know, politically correct answer on some of the surveys that yeah. they take about these ads, and actually, you, so people might say, "Yeah, no, this is great," and if if they're presented with you know a very uh, inclusive ad. 
but actually might not really react like that. I think, you know, again, we won't preempt too much, but I think there's there's some very interesting data that comes out of just watching people's faces while they watch these ads and 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 how actually I think on a on a very emotional and, and, and kind of system one level, actually a lot of these ads are very powerful. But we'll we'll you know we'll get into a lot more of that um a lot more of that on the day. But I also think it, there's the other piece that stand that I think stands out to me is just how uh, I guess kind of how diverse the the canvas is or how wide the canvas is for brands to actually paint upon you know in this space i think you know there is this narrow sense of a lot of these ads have to be quite campaigning and and, and purpose-led i think you know there's some interesting stuff in here about how actually there is there is a much wider lens that can be taken with with this area so yeah we'll get into a lot of that excellent and uh, and we'll do that of course also showing many examples right of ads that that uh, are, are really doing this right, or, or maybe some areas where improvements can be made. Uh, so really look forward to that. Um, before we wrap up, since we're doing this live stream here and it's, it's streaming to LinkedIn, we do get some questions. And uh, we actually got an interesting question from Tom Guards that uh, I know we've, we've done some work on. And I also know that that could probably fill a whole webinar in itself at some point in time. But uh, we did. I did want to acknowledge this question, right? It's an interesting one in how inclusion and diversity in advertising could maybe be used to encourage people to actually get vaccinated or follow World Health Organization COVID guidelines or in general, right, encourage people to take better care of themselves and, and reduce the need for health care. Very interesting question. Maybe a, a few quick thoughts from the both of you on that one. Well, maybe as a way to zooming out a little bit first, it's it's to think about if if there are people that um, maybe are you know have less access to vaccines or understanding actually where those people are coming at first, you know where are they coming from uh, on on guidelines or vaccination attitudes, whatever it may be. So really having an insight of who those people are, what they do, what they feel, then I think once you have that footing, you can craft successful communication. Um, I don't think it's just about, you know, a tick box exercise. Do I have all these people and the ads? It's more about really understanding how are all these people feeling towards what I'm going to talk about? And do I have the right messages? And am I voicing them with the right tone? And I'm actually addressing their concerns. You know, if the concern is uh, vaccine safety, then is, is, you know, do I have the right people talking about that in, in, in the comms? Um, if the concern is accessibility or, you know, difficulty of registration, then again, am I addressing that with the right people um, in the advertising? So I think it, it goes, it's definitely something that people need to think about, um, but it goes much, much further, like really understanding who the people are, what their barriers and motivations are, and then making sure that you craft communications that really connect with that need um and, and with that yeah with that very i think often very human worry you know is the vaccine safe um and do i have all the information that i feel i need to do it and it's safe, similar for, for covid guidelines uh, so i think there's definitely room room to do that better uh, we do actually touch upon it a little bit in the webinar again without spoiling um mm -hmm. But it is. But I do think what we cover um, will apply to public health communications just as well. Excellent. Yeah. That's great. It's great. And please. Yeah, I, th I think the only build I'd have on that is I think yeah, clearly in in, in when it comes to things like um, you know vaccines and so on, I think you know, inclusivity is obviously important. But I think even more important is, is what Vera said, which is understanding yeah. the barriers, because actually I think a really well crafted narrative 
um, that that you know features somebody that that you know isn't necessarily from your background or or or, or, or your cultural heritage, but which still speaks to that issue very powerfully and and your concerns very powerfully can still be really powerful. So I so I, I do think diversity is important, but it's not the only answer to that question. I think. Yeah, no, that's really really great observations, great advice. Um, we are going to talk a lot more about this topic of diversity and inclusion in advertising on Thursday. Uh, the webinar will take place on uh, Thursday the 27th. Uh, we're running two sessions. One is at 9 a.m. Uh, British time, and then there's going to be another session at 5 p.m. British time, which would then be noon uh, U.S. East Coast time. So uh, something there for everyone. Please join us. But for now, uh, Vera and Graham, uh, thank you so much for coming on, giving us a bit of a teaser of what's yet to come. And uh, I, for one, I'm super excited to, to see the webinar. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. This conversation teased up such an important topic, and we've got some great examples and learnings to share in our upcoming webinar this Thursday, May 27th, where experts from Kantar and Affectiva will explore how inclusion and diversity in advertising has evolved and the impact positive representation can have. If you can't make it, which you should, because you can ask questions of this group, sign up anyway or download the recording later on either the Kantar or Affectiva events pages. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Affectiva's human-centric AI podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes. We are also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Affectiva to share any feedback you have on the show and weigh in on the discussion using hashtag AffectivaAsks. Don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to help make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.